Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 111th program of Think Again. Think Again is pr- produced by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 23 years. I'm Jacques Boulet and I'm on my own today, as Jennifer had other commitments. So as this is my very first attempt at talking with you and doing the panel, there may be an occasional hiccup, in which case I'm asking for clemency. Today I share with you how how I have attempted to widen my own thinking about rights, moving well beyond what is usually the main and only focus, and that is the human. We have talked human rights and its various dimensions several times during the last few weeks, and we had interviews with activists involved in human rights activism. Briefly looking back... Last week, we found out how our privacy rights are being infringed upon by our government spying on us through accessing our digital connections and how they want to strengthen their right to do so. Earlier, we found out that the Feds and the Victorian government had not yet ratified the anti-torture right protocol, the protocol of the United Nations, and we've talked numerous times about how our social rights to affordable housing, work, food, safety and health are systematically ignored and breached. Remember the RoboDebt scandal and so many other instances where these social rights are being ignored and breached. And two weeks ago we discussed the evolution of the human rights regime and why we deem it important to hang on to the United Nations Human Rights Declaration, especially in Australia, that still denies the importance of a national Bill of Rights, and hanging on to human rights in spite of the obvious political misuses being being made of them by politicians and the media, pointing out how others are breaching those rights, but deflecting attention from our own failings and breaches of those rights. So it may come as a surprise that I will today argue for the need to try and challenge the ways in which we think about human rights, rights of and for humans. I maintain that it is very restrictive and reductionist. One could even say deliberately so, as our modern ways of thinking continue to put our species as the central to everything else that roams on Mother Earth. And I make this a rather personal story. Growing up and educated well before the 1970s in Catholic, socially and culturally conservative Flemish Belgium, my worldview was decidedly formed by traditional, the traditional Western civilized 
quote-unquote, and Christian understandings of the place of the human and of myself, therefore, in the overall story of creation. Already then, that story did uncomfortably coexist with evolutionary side currents that had a more relational understanding about how the world became what it was and how it operated. Still, the modernist worldview remained and still remains very human-centered, working a little bit like, and I always compare it with that, the Russian matryoshka babushka, the nesting dolls, you know, the same kinds of female figurines of gradually diminishing size fitting into one another, with, at the center, the smallest doll representing the individual person, the me and his or her associated egocentric assumptions, the selfies culture nowadays being its most updated characterization. That little doll sits in a larger one, containing our belief that the human is central to all that exists. We refer to it as anthropocentrism, anthropo being Greek for the human. The third doll is our ethno and often white and male-centric assumptions and perceptions. And finally, the largest doll, which I call the mondocentric assumptions, our planet, the Earth, still being imagined at the center of the cosmos, as if Copernicus, about 700 years ago, and NASA, more recently, had never told us otherwise, that uh, actually cosmos is a rather wild thing and we are at the center of nothing. Obviously, a lot has changed since the 60s, both in the Catholic Church and elsewhere. In the Catholic Church, there was liberation theology, the massive scandals about child abuse and all of that. And people like Wendell and Thomas Berry and Matthew Fox, they thoroughly disturbed the Catholic side of my assumptive world. Whilst the left and the ecological movements of the 70s, they, to this day, still did and do the rest. Many other changes across and between disciplines, scientific disciplines, occurred. Sciences as varied as the social sciences, the natural sciences, the latter including biology, zoology, botany, quantum mechanics, neurophysics, and especially a broadening recognition that indigenous people may actually have it right about how the world functions and we, humans, should function within it, or I should say, within her. Already in 1980, however, Marxist biology scholars Levin and Lewontin, they had already declared the faith in the atomistic nature of the world makes it more difficult to study the nature of interconnectedness. Both the internal theoretical needs of ecology and the social demands that it informed, that inform our planned interactions with nature, and that's just the main sentence, they require an ecology that makes an understanding of complexity the central problem. It must cope with things like interdependence and relative autonomy, with similarity and difference, with the general and the particular, with chance and necessity, with equilibrium and change, with continuity and discontinuity, therefore with contradictory processes. It must in increasingly become self-conscious of its own philosophy and beliefs. 
And meanwhile, and I'm just jumping to the present day, excellent theoretical and philosophical attempts are afoot everywhere to rethink this new relationship of the human with that which sustains and surrounds us and which we, in reciprocity, should also be sustaining, primarily by getting out of the center we think we're in. There are three cross- and transdisciplinary favorites of, favorites of mine. Uh, Karen Barat, who is a, uh, neuro, a uh, quantum, theory, uh, quantum theory thinker. Donna Haraway, Anat Singh, they all need a bit of effort to get into, but their thinking addresses the in-between spaces between us humans and the non-human that we actually philosophically have allowed to erode Indigenous thinkers like Tarzan Yunkaporta, Bruce Pascoe, they keep reminding us of the need to reconnect. And there is an entire stream of social thinking now which calls itself post-human thinking, Rosie Braidotti being one of them. And I put all of those references on the website. Let's have some music now just to have a thinking settle. Language of the Land by Roy Bailey and followed by a promo. Who were they to understand? Unwillingly they settled here On your ancient land They never tried to learn the language to them you must have seemed so strange You offered them nothing they knew All they offered you was change You talked with your people In silent ways that they all knew While others learned nouns and verbs Meaning never quite got through Your lungs were your forest Mighty rivers were your blood They stole the shade from over them Salted soil where once they stood And they called you the new world who were they to understand? Unwillingly they settled here Upon your ancient land They never tried to learn the language To them you must have looked so strange You offered them nothing they knew all they offered you was change You fed son and daughter Asking kindness in return They kept poison from your waters They knew when you should burn But the settlers tried to change you Ignoring providence for greed All in vain they try to claim you And 
we're still trying to succeed Message from Victoria's community sector. I'm looking forward to not worrying that my patients are going to die of COVID. To no one else being separated from their mum in aged care. I'm looking forward to our wedding and having our family and friends from overseas here with us. I really want to see my mum. I'm looking forward to being able to welcome guests without a mask on. To having all the sports back to normal so that my family members can come and watch me play. I look forward to performing in front of a big crowd again. So please, get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Let's get back to the good things. I ask you to get vaccinated. For all of us. Please get vaccinated. You're listening to Think Again 3CR. A message from Victoria's community sector. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm trying to share a broader understanding of rights and applying their recognition beyond the human realm to other species and things. So coming back to rights thinking, the idea of applying rights to other than human species and things started in the mid-70s after the initial realizations that humans were destroying their earth home and that those recognitions had started to trickle down. First attempts at to give nature standing in the courts or to endow nature the wild with rights 
which can be claimed in courts, came about in the US. The essay, and I'm quoting, Should Trees Have Standing, was originally published in 1972. It was a, an essay by Stone. A rallying point for the growing environmental movements, launching a worldwide debate on the basic na nature of legal rights. And that whole affair reached the US Supreme Court and the argument that trees should have standing was accepted in court, albeit as a minority opinion by one of the three judges. Now, almost 50 years later, several examples, examples exist where the rights of nature have been recognized and have been integrated into the existing legal frameworks of the lands. New Zealand, for example, a couple of years ago, has given the Wanganui River the same legal rights as human beings. And recently, a mountain area there has also been given such rights. Then there's countries who keep referring to, we keep referring to as developing countries in Latin America, Ecuador and Bolivia, who have included Pachamama, Mother Earth, in their constitutions and the right of Mother Earth. And if the powerful parts and institutions of our world would support rather than exploit them, we could all learn from their experiences. More recently still, in India, rivers and their environments have been given rights, enshrined in the Constitution, and activist groups in the US Appalachian Mountains or hills want to bring mining companies to court for the destruction of their ecology. In Australia, I would like to see how this could be linked with First Nation people's native title to the land and whether and how this could be meaningfully combined with nature rights projects. As Robin Wall Kimmerer, who is a Potawatomi elder and botany professor in the United States, and she's the author of the beautiful, and I quote the title, Braiding Sweetgrass, Indigenous Wisdom, Scientific Knowledge, and the teaching of plants. She tells us, plants have been here longer than we humans have been, and they have a lot to teach us human latecomers. Lovely philosophy, I think. In Australia, Peter Burden's Exploring Wild Law book assembles contributions from a strong international and local network of people, especially a number of lawyers advocating and defending the rights of nature. There's a strong network in Australia, AELA, the Australian Earth Laws Alliance, organizing regular conferences. They run a newsletter, journal, lots of interesting material, and their 2021 conference, interestingly, is co-organized with the New Economy Network Australia, NENA. And we should celebrate that, con that collaboration, not so much as a match made in heaven, but one very much made for Mother Earth and for all of us of our survival. And on that note, we'll go to another uh, promo. It's time to complete your census. You can do it online, by paper, or with help from us. For more information, visit census.abs.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, uh, 855am on your dial, 3CR Digital, and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. 
Today I've been trying to share a broader understanding of rights and applying their recognition beyond the human realm to other species and things. And as we are approaching the end of this week's half hour of thinking again, I would like to urge listeners to support our young people particularly, schoolies who are calling on everyone to support their activism in this particular time, protesting the destruction of the Daintree Forest. They're also coloring, my grandkids are, coloring or shaving half of their hair to show that half of the forest in the Daintree has already been destroyed. Or you can go to GitHub, where they are, those young people are pleading for a stop to fracking. And because of, to honor those young people's activism and reminding us, all these, uh, what it is all about, I want to finish with a poem written by Thomas Berry in, 2000, in his 2003 Schumacher address. He titled it, that address, Every Being Has Rights. Here's Thomas. It takes a universe. The child awakens to a universe. The mind of the child to a world of wonder. Imagination to a world of beauty. Emotions to a world of intimacy. It takes a universe to make a child, both in outer form and inner spirit. It takes a universe to educate a child. It takes a universe to fulfill a child. And the first obligation of each generation to the next generation is to bring these two together so that the child is fulfilled in the universe and the universe is fulfilled in the child with the stars ringing out in the heavens. I just find that still a beautiful piece of work. And it particularly also refers back to what uh, Mr. Eric Erickson in the 60s referred to as generativity, which is the role of grown-up adults to make sure that they pass on the learning of their generation and of previous generations to the next one. And that particularly is an important thing to do as we are now becoming more and more aware of what we are doing to our Earth so, I have not many other service announcements to make, given that we're back in lockdown. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with me alone today, Jacques Boulet. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's programme, you can email borderlands at borders at borderlands.org.au. Please put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and and the, the 3CR website or via your own connectivities. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the following program, Jailbreak, which gives us a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. And to bring us into that program, we have another Roy Bailey piece, Green Peace, Really Green. Thank you. 
friends of the animals, friends of the earth. Don't let them take it away. Friends of the animals, of life and birth. Don't let them take it away. They will if they can, they can't if you stop them. Greenpeace really green. Kill if they can, can't if you stop them. Place your body between Greenpeace really green. Friend of the tiger cub, blood running warm. Friend of the bird in the tree Fish in the ocean and seals hardly born Fur coatish fingers for tea They will if they can, they can't if you stop them Greenpeace really green Kill if they can, can't if you stop them Place your body between Greenpeace really green Friend of the elephant, friend of the quail Animals all size and shape The tiny robin and the monster whale Man is a big killer, eh? They'll kill the albatross, they'll kill the seal The eagle, otter and shark Mariner's albatross, this is for real Time to rebuild Noah's Ark They will if they can, they can't if we stop them Greenpeace really green Kill if they can, can't if we stop them Have your eyes really seen Greenpeace really green They'll kill the elephant, they'll kill the whale The eagle, otter and shark The speeding antelope, the slow-coached snail Time to rebuild Noah's Ark They will if they can, they can't if you stop them Greenpeace really green Kill if they can, can't if you stop them Greenpeace really green You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.